your weekly fix of Asian music. This is Asian Pop Nation. Now we're going to jump into an interview with Melbourne-based artist Jackie, who has experienced some of the highs and lows of relationships and taking influence from that and from literature and from Taylor Swift. Jackie has always prided himself in creating amazing worlds within his songs, including his debut single Lockdown Lover and What's So Good About Brandon. And now he's released his first song for 2021, and that is System, shifting to a bit more of a dark pop rock and trap sound. So I talked with Jackie for a little while to talk a little bit about System, about what it's like performing now that COVID restrictions have eased, as well as talking a little bit about Taylor Swift and how she has influenced his music and his favourite song from the Fearless, Taylor's Versions album. Give it up for Jackie. Thanks so much, Jackie, for coming onto the show, chatting to us about your latest single, System. How are you feeling about it now that it's the time this interview comes out, it's going to be released? I'm feeling really like excited about it and I'm just in love with this idea of having a song that's like dark pop finally out into the world like it's been a long time coming like changing my sound into what it is now Mm. and I'm so excited that this is the first song made up of that sound and yeah I'm so stoked about it. Yeah no it's awesome because you really kind of made each song that you've or each single you've released a bit different in its sound and style. So what kind of made you decide to embrace this more primal side in system? So I've always loved writing pop and R&B and I loved having that versatility of, of having both genres like sort of mixed and matched, which you sort of hear in the first two singles that I released, Lockdown Lover and What's So Good About Brandon. But I, I noticed that when I, I first started writing as a songwriter, I was always writing like very angry and emotional like songs about relationships and they'll come out in these really like rebellious and dark sort of sounds like in in the like the best way I can describe it is like a Billie Eilish track where she's like talking about like weird revenge stuff and I was like I need to like imitate that in the production like it, it just only makes sense to go there but I just never found anyone who could do that for me without making it sound too too much like what you hear on radio or too much like another artist yeah so I wanted elements of that but not like too much of it and so my bassist his name's Daniel Roughly like um he and I started working on a track and it just became what it was mm. yeah. so he knew exactly what you're sort of going for but still trying to make it Yeah, at first, when he first sent it over, it sounded nothing like the way it it does now. Like, it sounded like Green Light by Lord or something. And I was like, (laughs) okay, I wrote the whole song to track that sound like that. And I had no idea we'd write something dark pop. And then he was just like, can you just send over your reference tracks? And I was like, yeah, why don't we do that? Like, why don't we just do that? (laughs) I sent over all these dark pop reference tracks and he just made it, like, straight away. Yeah. On the same footing. Yeah, same footing. (laughs) And yeah. so when did you write this song? Was it last year or was it this year? Yeah. So it was last year during stage four lockdown. And I was doing a lot of writing during lockdown because, you know, like there's not much to do. Yeah. Like I really wanted to push myself creatively because I don't know, like for most people who are at home, like, or even nowadays when I'm back at home, I tend to be really lazy. 
and I'm like, no, I'm not going to go to my keyboard. I'm not going to do this. Like I'm at home. I just want to rest. But so it was so hard to push myself creatively and to, especially to collaborate with other people. Cause usually I write songs alone. Like I'm um, locked down. Love and what's so good about Brandon. I didn't have any co-writers and I tend not to have co-writers cause it's just my preference to just write everything by myself. And so, yeah, last year we finally decided to work on something together and that was around August. And um, from that point, moving forward, we were working on this song all the way till December, yeah, and including recording vocals in my room and meeting up after the lockdown to get the production done, yeah. Yeah, wow. And a lot of your songs have that really strong storytelling element you mentioned, What's So Good About Brandon?, so how did the inspiration for these songs come about? Do you keep a note of them? Do you have like a, yeah. a memos on your phone? <laughs> yeah, Locked on Love is quite interesting in the sense that it was like the first love song I've ever written. So I didn't really know that it was going to come out of me. Like I had no idea how to write love songs because like I told you, I was obsessed with writing yeah. about my exes. I was like, just no, yeah, which is what's so good about Brandon. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is a follow-up. I was like, no, I need to get this anger out. Like I learned most of that personal stuff through Taylor swift actually like i used to follow i mean i still follow her but as a kid i used to just listen to her country songs even yeah and just listen to her really specific storytelling and it would be like saying for example saying a person's name in the mm-hmm. song and like blah blah and this and that and i just love that specific name calling or this like description of the stories in a sense where it's like written with pop hooks Mm -hmm. I was like that's so interesting that that country storytelling can be told in such a commercial way like for Brandon for example I would have the name and everything that happened like you know (laughs) listed in my notes yeah do you have a favorite Taylor Swift song I'm a big Swifty myself so yeah I love that my favorite Hell Swift song. Okay, at the moment, at the moment, because she, you know, she released the re-recorded. Yes. Um, so I listened to that as a kid. So I'd say my favorite right at the moment is the way I loved you. I don't know if you've heard that one. Yet. That's my favorite song on the show. <laughs> I, I love it. Like that. That was amazing. Like that's oh, when she gets to the chorus. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've had that on repeat for so long. It's just so yeah. good having yeah. the remastered. It's just pops even more. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> and I noticed listening to systems, you've got some interesting sounds sort of spread out, like the glass crashing. Did you have any other kind of Easter eggs that you found during production that you were kind of proud of or? sort of something you remember most about the audio production process? Because most of production was definitely done on Daniel's side. So I was mostly getting shook by everything. Yeah. (laughs) When I think definitely I love the fact that he used a lot of vocoder, like uh, you will hear throughout the track, it's vocoder most of the way. I think one of the main reasons why was because we actually have to record my vocals twice for the song. And the second time I recorded it, I wasn't a very big fan of my vocals. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, like, because the first recording I did was at home and like home recordings are never going to turn out the way you think it, it is. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not a yeah. professional studio. But that actually ended up being the actual takes we used in the song. Mm. Yeah. And then he just chucked on a ton of vocoder to just shield a lot of things. You know, yeah. it's kind of worked out. And another 
thing we did, which is a bit of an Easter egg, which I don't know if you noticed, and I don't know if I should say this. <laughs> <laughs> like in bits of the chorus, there's like whiplash sound, like shh, yeah, yeah. So that, if you notice, it's from Ready for It, and we just like pitched it all the way down. In, oh, yeah. No way. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, reference pack. So I was just like, yep. Take it, pitch it all the way down, and yep, do your thing. <laughs> no, it's really yeah. cool. I I was wondering what that was because I wasn't too sure whether it was a whip or whether it was something else. I kind of yeah, yeah, like, yeah the bass thing, yeah. And I'll look at that bass sound, and yeah, when he first sent to me, I was like, I recognize this. What is this from? It's similar, but not the same. Like I was like, yeah. what is it? Yeah, <laughs> it does have that same atmosphere, but I wouldn't have been able to kind of pair it with ready for it yeah. so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's awesome and I also wanted to kind of touch on your sort of cultural heritage because here at Asia Foundation we really like to kind of sort of showcase how our backgrounds really help sort of show through our music and through yeah. our discussion so how do you feel your heritage has kind of influenced your music and have your parents played it huge role in sort of the music you create so yeah i'm chinese cambodian and so my father's from china and my mom's from cambodia but like my mom's like definitely like in touch with the chinese like culture (laughs) and side like that's the most dominant side in our family like we do all the chinese traditions like so i'm not really in touch with my cambodian side as much but i would love to like i would Mm. love to go and travel and and do all of that and yeah, my, my parents, they're really important to me, like, I and especially the culture and the upbringing. I think as a kid, I used to really dislike it. Like, I don't know if, like, um, people who were born or raised here had this, a similar experience where when you used to go to school and you'd bring, like, food that your parents make you. Yeah. Asian food and, like, other kids would be like, ew, or, like, say <laughs> something. And, like, it just kind of, like, gets in your head about it and you're just kind of like, oh, like, and you start to, like, become distant from your culture and mm-hmm. that's what to happen to me like I noticed throughout primary school and high school I became really distant with my culture but as soon as my grandpa passed a few years ago like I started to get more in touch with it and more in touch with all the traditions that my family did like coming to the events and really getting to know why we do things mm-hmm. as well and yeah it's really important to me in my music especially that my parents are like totally okay with me doing music <laughs> and the way Especially the way that I'm, I'm doing it, like, you know, writing songs about, like, boys and stuff. Like, they're so open to accepting me despite, you know, the fact that our culture might not accept that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so that's really important to me and how I write music as well. Like, I constantly think about how if I didn't have my parents, like, I would not be doing <laughs> this stuff. You know <laughs> yeah, so I guess you <laughs> And I guess also, have you been sort of performing again? And how has that been like? And what are you most excited for with performing system? Yeah, so I did a few shows early this year. Yes, I had a headline show for the Workers Club early in March. And then a few weeks after, I did one with this community online called The Real Songwriters of Melbourne, which is really great. And yeah, I only performed System once, which was at my workers' club headlining. Well, the first time we did it, we did a little sneak peek performance. Yeah. Um, 
ever since then i've tried to scale back a little bit just for the release because like there was a period of time in my life where we were performing almost weekly like it didn't matter where like with my full band and we would just be hauling the drum kit upstairs and here and there and like trying to find parking it was insane and i really try to now get gigs where we honestly get really good pay and i think that's important for musicians to get yeah after the pandemic i have a few gigs coming up one on may 11 i think at stay gold in brunswick i'm headlining at 9 30 so yeah so i'll be my first one in a bring back system (laughs) (laughs) oh that sounds like it'll be a cool experience especially getting to perform it is it going to be much different to the one you did earlier this year with the sneak peek yeah yeah it'll be quite similar I, i think playing with my band I think I like about it is we tend to think of like cool and different ways to rearrange it. So I never usually like, you know, some artists would play with track, whereas I'm like, no, let's go for the actual instruments like like drums and and guitar. And I love that because it gives us, it's like similar to the song, but at the same time, it gives its own feel for the live setting. And mm. I love that because, like, the more the more rock side comes out live of that song, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I guess now with System coming out, where do you think you'll go from here? Do you think you'll be releasing more singles or an album or EP maybe? I'm currently working on, like, a sort of an EP. Like, I've basically done a couple demos of both old and new songs relating like and they're all with the same sound because right after system i was like to my producer daniel i was like we need to keep going we have to like and it started to go really quickly because now that we knew what the sound was it was like bang 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 and i was just recording these basic house vocals sending it to him and then we'd finish the track and yeah, and then I'll, we're going to send it off to this producer we're um, working with, um, Simon, and just sit down and just really evaluate um, what's going to make the EP, what's going to be the next single or not. And yeah, hopefully just keep going down that dark pop path. But I, I would definitely say that I will make a return to R&B in the future because I have a ton of songs that I just have archived. And I'm like, I need those out. <laughs> I need yeah. <laughs> Form those as well alive. It's part of my set list, and I'm like, well, I need them out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I guess, what are some of the things that you hope people take from your music, listening to it? What are some of the things that fans have said to you that you really stuck with you? Yeah. So I, I definitely think people are often surprised, yeah, by the storytelling, and also by the fact that I'm gay and I'm Asian, and I think. Yeah. Right? like they don't normally see that like you don't see a lot of that like mm-hmm. a gay Asian person doing this type of storytelling in pop and R&B so I think a lot of people resonate with that and they're like this is new this is refreshing and the the surprise by it so I think that's the best part of hearing about it and, and the feedback I was getting for what's so good about Brandon which was you know like people who didn't even know the guy or like the story behind that song we're just constantly like, I listen to this all the time. I hate Brandon. I'm like, I'm done. Like, I love that. I was like, thank you. Like, I, I'm all the same. And I made you feel that way without even like, you know, being in the same room telling you the story. And that's what I love about that experience is that people were able to relate to something that they didn't personally feel or go through. And that's what I want to do with my music. Yeah. 
No, definitely. I, I did love what's so good about Reddit. I saw all the comments that they were like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> love it. <laughs> but I guess now, so where would our listeners be able to find you? Where can they sort of follow you and your music? So the easiest way to say this is my name is Jackie, J-X-C-K-Y with the X replacing the A. And you can honestly type that on Instagram as Jackie Music or on Facebook, Jackie Music, on Twitter, Jackie Music. And on Spotify and Apple Music, you just type in J-X-C-K-Y. My name is not (laughs) Jixi. Do you get that a lot? Always calls me. My boyfriend calls me Jexy. And the funny thing is he actually came up with the name. Because like, ah. we were brainstorming and I was like, oh my gosh, please, like I need to put the X somehow in the name. And he came up with it. And now he just calls me Jexy. It's it's Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. It was so lovely to talk to you, Jackie. Thanks so much for sharing. This Thank, you so much. Thank you for having me. You're so lovely. Oh my gosh, I love you. <laughs> <laughs>